0: Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com.
1: I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on Thursday, September 8th the LA Galaxy getting ready to uh, actually, they're already in Nashville. They're going to take on Nashville on Saturday. We'll talk about the weather, all the things that are going to lead up to that game and what the LA Galaxy are going to have to do to get points in that. We're going to take a look more at the rest of the league a little bit, playoff standings, sort of what those standings look like, how many points the Galaxy need. We'll sort of try to explain that maybe a little better than, than I have in the past. Also, focus in a little bit on some of the guys who might make a difference down these last six games. Six games remaining for the LA Galaxy. Um, not that much time left and a lot of points out there that they're going to need to get on their side to help us. He's back. Uh, This is, this is like an injury sub call up again, Uh, but we're glad to have him. Uh, It's uh, Christian Miles is back with us. Christian, how's it going, buddy?
2: Well, one, I got my mute button off. Yay for me. Um, But you know, I uh, two appearances after the transfer window is closed. Uh, This is, I think this is cog history in the making, but I want to give a shout out to, I heard Hammers out again. He's He's got the vid yeah. and so ain't feeling too good. So yeah. happy to sit in big shoes to fill, but uh, happy to be back again, Josh.
1: I know. I know. I, I I texted you and I said, hey, I know you were just on thurs- last Thursday and normally I don't have you come right back on. And I was like, but I, I think I'm out of choices again, which is always what you want to hear. I'm sure. It's it's really I, like- I'm
2: your Martin C- Casares, you know, coming in <laughs> after the transfer windows closed on a free plug in the holes- you may need me, you may not, but here we are.
1: Um, I'm I'm I am certainly glad that we arrived at this uh, particular situation. Glad to have you again. Uh, you always do a great job. I I do have to ask you before we get too far into this. Just just I mean I think it's. I don't know. Do you do you talk about it or do you not? I've seen in the discord that they started making jokes about Chicharito's Panenka. So I'm feeling like we're, we're in the joke part of it instead of the don't talk to me. There's <laughs> There are a bunch of people in the discord who are like, I recorded it on video because I was expecting it to go in and it would be a goal and it would be this big moment. So there's a bunch of people I imagine Galaxy fans across the globe sort of have that in there on their phone. And some people were like, I deleted it right away. And some people were like, I haven't watched it since I it's still on my phone, but I haven't watched it. Like I just that one hurts a little bit.
2: I'm I'm in the latter camp with you. Um yeah I live by the paninka, die by the paninka. I didn't I didn't think we we're gonna get into it this early, but yeah, it's it's still just really it's almost caustic. It's a bitter aftertaste in the back of my mouth like you know, that, that cup of coffee that was made at 7 a.m. And then you're the guy that walks into the break room and you're like, you know, you're kind of hitting that lull about two or three. And you're like, oh, just I'll, I'll do it. And then you're like, oh, it's like dead Sanka in your mouth. It's horrible. So, yeah, I, I think about that and you know, we, we can. Well, well, I'm sure we're going to get into it, but not a good moment. And I, I haven't watched it since.
1: It, that was it. You, you, you watched some highlights, right? You went back and looked, but you didn't go to that particular part because why would you want to go to that particular? You've seen it. You've seen it.
2: I don't like the Panenka. <laughs> I hate it.
1: <laughs> um, Even when
2: it comes off, it's to me,
1: I don't like it. Did, did you see uh, Kai Kamara and what he said about, no. about the whole thing? So he was named to the, to the team of the week? Uh, and they asked him and said hey you know kai how does it feel that you were named to uh, team of the week and he's like first of all i'd just like to thank chicharito for missing that uh that penalty kick because i'm sure if he would have been been uh if he would have made that he would have been up there instead of me so you know i thought it was great (laughs) Uh, i thought it was great Uh, oh was a good response it, it was it was i mean listen a little bit of that is like that's a great that's a great answer um for 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 kai especially um Overall game uh, against sporting Kansas City thoughts, even though I know everybody wants to turn the page. I just want to lay, I want to give you a chance. I always want to give the person who didn't talk on Monday, and nobody did except for me, um, which apparently some people's, uh, at least one person said, and I really, they, they, I'm sure they didn't think this was a compliment, Christian, but they said, 99% of the time I'm right with Josh. I think he sees, I think he sees the game the way that I do and that we see it. And then there's that 1% of the time. I'm not even sure he watched the other guy ga- 99% of the time. I get it right. Christian, did you hear that? 99% mm-hmm. of the time I get it right.
2: hundred percent of the time you're assessing it. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. right. That's right.
2: Right. Um, yeah, God, I mean, it almost feels like ancient history right now. I mean, you know, again, um, I, th- I the midfield shape is great i wasn't crazy about the four-four-two. i don't really think that the the chichi joblich thing really is that much of a factor in changing the course of the attack i mean i, I think ricky's inclusion and in going to that four-four-two diamond the midfield really is the transformative part of the new galaxy approach um you know and i thought that once again that you know there's things that can't happen happen you know and and not just the Panenka. you know we're we're you know, we talk about defensive starting positions and individual errors. I thought they kind of reared their head again, where the Galaxy are getting it right in midfield and finding solidity and finding creativity and and finding the link from the midfield line to the front. That is a tremendous strides forward. But there's still some question marks at the back. I I feel that there's an uncertainty of fragility, like an error is waiting to happen. And and unfortunately, it's, it's, it's reared its head. And we put ourselves we've also taken a step forward in terms of you know starting games better and putting ourselves in better positions from the get go but seeing that through seems to be something of a difficulty right now
1: feels that way it feels like a lot of the steps that they've made and just look at the the games that they drew just recently right and one of them Seattle game you score first you end up going behind yeah. you come back and you draw glad to see that you came back and drew that was that was good Toronto you go up first you give up the lead you come back to draw it, it's all these little things. It's like when you have the lead, you have to be able to shut it down. And I think that they did a good job about 80% of the time doing that, mm-hmm. right? And I also, and I continue to say this, and people can argue with me what they want. The two goals that Sporting Kansas City scored were extremely lucky. And listen, I'll put the Galaxy on that as well. The first goal they scored was not luck. That was skill. It was great. And it was perfect. Um, I think actually the penalty kick that, that Kevin Cabral drew it was almost with the game over, um, you know, I-, I thought that was an incredibly smart run and an incredibly perfect pass, and all those things sort of came together to give the galaxy a penalty kick. But that's not like a fluke penalty kick. That was a—you put yourself in a dangerous position, and you were rewarded whenever, whenever you got fouled, right? Um, The other one is kind of more lucky for me. Like it goes off somebody's hand and that guy had no idea his hand Mm -hmm. was, was there. It's, it's harsh to say that. And if you look at SKC's, you know, first goal, the Derek Williams handball, there's, there's zero Derek Williams can do about that. I know people are like, he really has to play with his hands. We can, defenders cannot play with their hands by their sides behind their backs the entire game. It doesn't work that way. And I think we've gone off the deep end in terms of calling a lot of stuff handballs that is not handballs because, Christian, I think if we're looking at this three years ago, the Williams handball is not a handball. And that that grand sure header that bounced off the guy's thigh and then hit his arm is not a handball either. It's like eventually we're going to have to get back, I think, to that. But having said all that, the the non penalty kick XG uh, for that was the Galaxy point nine. All right. And SKC point six. They limited Mm -hmm. Sporting Kansas City pretty much to a lot of half chances.
2: Yeah, they,
1: they got unlucky on some of those. And so I didn't have a horrible. Again, I agree with you. Individual mistakes. Araujo's individual mistake caused that that last goal. Right. That ended up putting uh, Sporting Kansas City up two to one um, little individual things like that. But as a whole, I feel like they're getting 90 percent of the game right. But this is not. Play for eighty minutes and you're good. This is play for ninety or ninety eight minutes, uh, however long uh, we end up playing mm-hmm. anymore. It's ninety or ninety eight minutes, and that's what this Galaxy team is missing: the complete game. Whenever you're up one nothing and closing it out,
2: I, I totally agree. And to me, I go back to even the the, the Toronto game and in, in the Wednesday prior, where it, it was shaky towards the end. It was left in doubt. Yes, they did come on strong with the equalizer, but. They let them back into this game. They haven't been able to kill off games, and that that's kind of like the next, I think, step in the evolution of this team. Which I think they're on that track, but you know, tidying up those errors, and it, it it's driving Vanny crazy. You can you can read it in his press match. You can read it in his body language in yep. the press match. You can read it in the words, and you know, and, and it that he's uttering in the press match. Uh, the, sorry, the post match press conference. So yeah, mm. but it's um unfortunate um you know and it, it's it, when we talk about the error with Julian Araujo I think we got to be be clear about this it's not just oh it's unlucky it's Felipe Hernandez hitting one at the pings of him you have to look at the, the play and it's an entirety here where Julian Araujo is completely out of position and any defender worth their assault will tell you you know 90% of defending is your starting position and putting yourself in a spot where you can best defend your goal and he his starting position was all wrong and get allowed Hernandez to get in behind, cannot lead those kind of gaps. And it's not just Julian. And I'm, not, I'm not singling him out for being completely at fault at this. But this is something that's not new. And our fullbacks have left space in behind. And it's been attacked, whether it's Rao, it's Williams. You know, Gasper's been guilty on a few occasions. And so that's the risk we take with the kind of football we're playing. But they're also, you know, Bandy can't be at fault for everything. The player's got to take some responsibility here. And they have to know better. And, and they're professionals here where... Hey, look, they've got to take some of the responsibility to defend because they are defenders, and that is their primary job. So and and you know, that's the way things go, and and I think, you know, stamping those kind of things out is the next step.
1: Yeah. It's just a matter of whether or not with six games left, the Galaxy can find that completeness, yeah. right? And and quite honestly, they need the confidence that they're able to do it as well. And I I just haven't seen that from them. I mean, I think I said it on Monday, but everybody better pray to whatever God that they they have that Chicharito's confidence is not shaken by that bad, uh, by that bad Panenka. I don't think it will be, but yeah. if it is, he's the guy who's been scoring all the goals, right? He is the team. I'll say it. He's the team MVP this yeah. year. He is, and and it's hands down. It's not a contest. This is one of those things. Listen, there's other guys who have contributed a great amount. Doesn't matter. Chicha has done it again and again, um, where he has been able to. Uh, you know, affect the flow and the outcome of games. And if you look at the amount of goals that he scored just in recent games, he's the reason the LA Galaxy are five games unbeaten right now.
2: Yeah, um, I think that what is it, seven and six right now in yeah. the last. But also, to, I mean, let's let's spin this and look at his silver lining. You know, glass. You know, half full. He has a point to prove now. He knows it was a stupid decision. There's no other way you can chalk it up. It's yep. dumb. It is, said, it is. He said it. He said it. Stupid. Unnecessary risk taken, and you drop two points. That's on him now not the, the entire game is down on him but it, you know he had an alt, he had a chance to you know win the game yep. and he knows that i think this is a motivational factor for him going forward he wants to atone he is that type of player he has that in his mentality and his motivation as a player this is just my my, my intuition and, and and just judging him throughout the years he has so much to prove he, he knows he let everybody down he knows he let his coach down he knows he let his players down he also let the fans down yep. he will come out and the next six games, I think that could be, you know, the positive spin on it. It could be a source of motivation for him going forward. Uh, he's playing the best football he's played since he's been here. So yeah. can't fault him entirely, you know.
1: Now, East Super, by the way, brings up a, a point that we talked about on, on Monday or that I talked about on Monday, which was the L.A. Galaxy with 39 points have the same amount of points they had this time last year. Uh, 39 points. And with the last six games that were spread out much more than what they're going to be facing off these last six games. But with those six games, they went two one and three, they lost one game out Mm -hmm. of their final six and they missed the playoffs. All right. So Mm -hmm. remember, remember that whenever you're sort of trying to gauge what number might be a good number. Now I want to be very, 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 very clear. Uh, 48. We have targeted this throughout the, the remainder of the season, sort of as the number. Last year, the LA Galaxy got 48 points. and They didn't go to the playoffs. 48 does not guarantee anything. Historically, 48 has been safe enough to get you in. Not every year. And right now, with the ways things are shaping up, depending on results, 48 could get you in. 52 could get you in, right? 46 could get you in. Somewhere in that range is where we're sort of targeting. So 48 is our best guess. Does that mean that if the Galaxy get the 48 points, they're automatically in the playoffs? No. And so it would depend on other things that are going on around. So I just want to make that clear. Maybe I haven't been as clear. 48 points guarantees nothing. This is just our best guess at where we think the line is going to be. And by the way, last year, the line was 48 points. It was just a tiebreaker with Real Salt Lake that ended up uh, not doing it. And by the way, the Galaxy get any more. If they don't lose the game that they lost, if they don't if they get one more point anywhere along the road in the season, they would have jumped ahead of RSL. This is shaping up to be similar. And if you talk about those three ties where the Galaxy were all in winning positions, that's six Mm -hmm. points that they gave up. Imagine having six points where they are Right. right now, and you would be Like The LA Galaxy are going to the playoffs. That's what you would be saying, because that's basically what it would mean in this context. Right. So uh, Galaxy currently have 39 points. They need at least nine points to get to 48. Right. With six gamers remaining, they now have uh, 18 points still available to them. We basically everybody, all the fans, all the coaches, all the players, they're being asked to get half the points that are left on the table right now. Right. So nine of 18 to get to 48 would it be better if they got more than 9? Yes. All right. Not a that's not a uh, you know a brain surgery uh, joke there, but it would be better if they got more than that. If they get less than that, does that automatically mean they're out? No, but we're going to find out towards this last run whether or not they go to Houston playing for something or have it go to Houston having something already wrapped up, right? And uh, the games that are coming up is this Nashville game. This is one of the hardest games they have on the remainder of the schedule. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Nashville is a very, very tough opponent, especially where they're going. We're going to talk a whole bunch about that game, so we will get there. Uh, Then it's a way to Vancouver, and Christian and I were talking, and Lucas Lucas Cavallini just got suspended for an additional three games, so four games total, which he's one of their better players. Um, Is he their best player? He's sort of their designated player. He's
2: their number nine. I mean, you know. Yeah. I think it was a record transfer fee, so.
1: Yeah, well, he's not going to be playing for the next uh, three games, at least. I think he already sat one. So he's he now has another three-game suspension uh, for Violent Condé. He stepped on somebody. massive, Josh. Yeah, yeah massive. it's huge. And so that should help the LA Galaxy as they go to Vancouver midweek of this next Absolutely. week coming up, right? So we talk about that. Uh, the game's also coming up for the Galaxy. Uh, Colorado at home. You want to talk about a game that must be three points? That's a game that must be three points. Colorado is struggling. Colorado looked for a little while, Christian, like they were going to hang in there with Nashville. And then mm-hmm. Nashville turned on the gas and blew them completely out of the water. Um, and so that's something to sort of watch. San Jose is the game during the international break that we've talked about on the road. Is that a must win three points? On the road, it's always hard to say you have to get three points, but maybe it will be at that point, depending on the other results that sort of come down. RSL at home. I mean, these two teams have been going at it for, for years. I can go all the way back to 2009 and the MLS Cup that RSL won. Um, if you're going to give RSL a chance to knock you out, uh, at home, uh, they would love to do it. Uh, they're that type of team. So that's something to watch, right? And then the final game uh, is away to Houston, and we've already talked about that. And certainly with the Galaxy's history of playing Houston the last game of the yeah. season on multiple seasons now. Is this a thing? Like, did MLS make this a thing where yeah, it's Houston weird, is always... Isn't it? it's, it's stupid. I don't like it's it. It's MLS irony. Ugh. Anyway, so that's where, that's where we're sort of sitting whenever we look at this, right? So again, nine points is sort of what we're expecting. That's where we're going. Yeah. What, what guys? I mean, so, you know, we're going to talk about points. We'll, we'll, let's go standings first. We'll talk about standings and then we'll talk a little, a little bit about guys. But if you look in the Eastern Conference, it's 60 points up top with Philadelphia. It's Philadelphia, Montreal. By the way, the win over Montreal at home start, is better and better every time Montreal wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Galaxy have beat some good teams this year, which is sad, which yeah. is sad because that means that they've lost to some really crappy teams, too. Um, we, I think we've seen that, but basically top of the table in the East is Philadelphia, Montreal, New York, New York city, Orlando, Orlando, the, uh, us open cup winners just coming off of, uh, their, their, their three, nothing win over Sacramento Republic too bad for Sacramento, by the way. Uh, played that game really well for about the, and then the final 15 minutes, the, the wheels came off. Um, Columbus is in sixth, and Cincinnati right now above the line in seventh. So Bruce Arena, New England underneath the line, Miami underneath, Toronto underneath, Atlanta underneath, Charlotte, Chicago, and DC in last place in that uh, Eastern Conference. DC, DC's a mess. I mean, even with Wayne, is Wayne, Rooney, Wayne Rooney's not the answer for DC United, right? That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense, does it?
2: I don't I, I think he's a bad coach. I think he did some good stuff at Derby, but that that's kind of like the jury's still out. And it's just amazing to me how New England has struggled when we're talking about that. And um, what perplexes me, Josh, is like, you know, our, our schedule is so bad. It's not so bad, but very difficult at this point. But also the Galaxy's home form is really puzzling to me. I mean, one of the most inconsistent teams at home and trying to achieve that 48 point mark, like you were talking about, you, you know, you almost, to me, it's, um, it's regardless that we play home or away right now, because our home form is, is not that impressive. We've got we've dropped 21 points from yeah. our home games this year. Yeah. I think that puts us probably in the, the lower half of the Western conference in terms of a home record. I'm just guessing, but yeah, so it's, it's it in the galaxy aren't, they aren't that difficult to beat at home, and they need to be more difficult to beat. They need, you know, harder to play against. And um, they they are t- taking strides toward that. So, you know, you you, t- you can look at the schedule and go, oh god, we've got so many of our away games. I think four of the last six are away. I don't see that as daunting because I think the Galaxy are un- basically balanced in terms of the way they perform at home and the way they are away. It's almost almost it's almost better away from home if you if you look at it. But um, obviously they want to be at home, but in terms of their performances, they really can't find much difference between the way they've performed in Carson or the way they performed at, you know, various MLS uh, venues. So that, but um, consistency is the key. I think at this point, point. Um, 48 points, I mean, we're, we're looking at the table right now and we find ourselves, you know, well adrift out of the uh, playoff places where we find ourselves, you know, sitting on 39, so three points adrift, but positive. We do have those two games in hand. It's what you do with those two games and, um, and how you do it. And, the form of other teams, as we found out, plays a massive role. Sporting Kansas City, a team that was very much in form coming in, and, and gave the Galaxy all they could handle, even though it was probably one more by the Galaxy's folly than the excellence I think of Sporting Kansas City. But um, yeah, it's uh, th- those games are it it's, it ain't easy, and it, the the odds are stacked against them. But the biggest number, those two games in hand, but you've got to take points in those games.
1: If you get six points from those games in hand, you jump six points against yeah. anybody else, right? That's sort of the that's sort of the idea here. Portland is the team that only has four games remaining. Galaxy have six games remaining. Portland's mm-hmm. only three games ahead. If the Galaxy win, basically if Portland won out and the Galaxy won out, the Galaxy could jump them by three points, right? That's where you're looking at right now. Portland is mm-hmm. one of those. Seattle at 36 is right there as well. Um, yeah, and that scares me. Seattle has a pretty soft schedule coming through. Um, they actually Mm -hmm. have a, have, I think they'll have a good chance of, of making the playoffs if they can sort of settle, but we have seen them be totally inconsistent on that. I mean, the galaxy will play Colorado, they'll play San Jose, they'll play Houston. These are all teams that are well below the line. Right. And, but at the same time, and by the way, I agree with you. I think that the galaxy play somewhat better on the road, maybe because they're not, uh, burdened with this idea that possession must be theirs at all time, that they can sort of let the ball run around another team and then counter and do stuff like that. And I think the Galaxy can be really good on the counter. Um, less pressure. Yeah, less pressure, right? And it's like it's like when well, we're not, you know, you're, you're on the road, you're up against it, right? I always liked yeah. whenever I was playing soccer and you would go down a man Right. Because like I always thought the easiest thing in the world was to play down a man because now it's just max effort. It's just max effort, just max effort a whole time playing with house money. Yeah, exactly. It's like nobody expects you to win. So if you give max effort, you can outwork the guys who have 11 right now and you can turn the table on them and they'll be really upset about it. And there'll be more pressure on them. There's all this. Like you said, no pressure. Mm -hmm. But that's also one of the negative things about this is that if you look at and I think Christian, you even talked about it maybe a little bit. I know Victor Vasquez talked about it after the game. The teams that are down here on the bottom, they have nothing to lose and everything to play for. And so that's the negative part of playing some of these teams down here on the bottom is that their season is over. San Jose's season is over, right? They wouldn't happily knock the LA Galaxy out of the playoffs.
2: Oh, they would love it.
1: It would be their favorite thing in the world. So they're going to be up for that midweek game. It's going to be they're They're pumped about it, right? And so that's something to watch. Um, you know, whenever it goes. So uh, again, I, I sort of with you, I think that I, none of these teams that are on this schedule coming down should scare anybody. I think the galaxy are capable of beating anybody in major league soccer. I think they've shown it multiple times. They've been able to take down big teams, small teams, that type of thing. I just think that a lot of times the teams that don't want the possession and seed possession to the galaxy do well whenever they wait for the galaxy to make mistakes. And that's sort of what we were talking about at the beginning. It's their individual mistakes and capitalizing on the galaxy's mistakes that have
2: caused the galaxy to lose games this year yeah and, and you know, we've talked about the fullbacks at times so i'm getting serious this is my serious you know analysis but uh, it, it's also too, i mean i love the koulibaly williams relationship i think it's grown but i think there's an excellent article by the way we got to give a shout out to scott french who wrote a really excellent summation of the galaxy on SoccerAmerica.com. If you if you're out there on the internet, go check it out. It's a great article. I think it kind of hits things a lot of spot on. And one thing that Scott really said, I thought that kind of helped him, was that there, this partnership. So much of your success, your bedrock of your success, is at the back, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And at the core of that is is your partnership. And Kulubali and and Williams are your are your you know preferred partnership at the back, that partnership is is made leaps and bounds improvement. But there are still moments of uncertainty there yeah. are that there's whether it's a lapse of indiscipline by williams who has that little rush of blood to the head or kulevali getting caught out of position there is that and and so it, it's i think that's the last thing that i think that's kind of got to be the focus of these last six games here right. because we know we're going to get goals i mean we've, we scored 14 in our last five it, they're gonna, and then ricky arrives and that's you know basically alleviated all of our you know, everybody calling out for the CDM and the creative presence in midfield. That's, that's you know, a bygone topic right now. So that priority one now is solidifying it. You've got to do that because you cannot go, even though it's a one-off and it's it's a, a form league in terms of winning the championship, you cannot proceed to the playoffs with a questionable back line. You have got to have a rock solid back line like a Nashville's back line. Yeah. It's looking very fine with Romney and one ex-Galaxy man, Dave Romney, yeah. and Zimmerman at the core where yeah. – I think that is that's the the missing ingredient right now. Is just that stability and hopefully it'll come together.
1: Fingers crossed. There's a lot of games coming up this weekend by the way I should I should point out. Let me get to the to just on Friday. There's only one game on Friday. It's Montreal and Columbus. Not really anything to do with the Western Conference or the LA Galaxy, right? But uh whenever you get to saturday it is a free-for-all every team playing uh all the games are going the la galaxy is scheduled for one of the earlier games 12 30 p.m here on the west coast um and uh the only game that's going to go a little earlier than that is at 10 a.m new york city so what is that like a 12 12 or is a one i guess it's a one. one o'clock yeah so it's a one o'clock east east coast time Jeez, that's early one o'clock east coast time so 10 a.m. kickoff between charlotte and charlotte and new york city um so that's one that you could watch and then it's the la galaxy game 12:30 p.m. kicks off and so it will be the la galaxy having to lay down a number set something out there or you'll watch things change sort of over the course of mm. the day right so uh if i remember correctly seattle just three points behind the la galaxy yes so technically you could yeah. see seattle with a win um jump over the la galaxy and basically tie them on points but i think they'll jump over them because they'll have one more win they will if the galaxy lose that'll be a game that you're going to want to watch a little bit, right? So that's one to pay attention to. So that Seattle game is hosting Austin. That's one to watch there. Uh, the West Coast games is Dallas and LAFC, Houston and Sporting Kansas City, Colorado and Vancouver, Salt Lake and DC. So there's one interesting one: West Coast versus East Coast, which should mean that there is uh, there there shouldn't be. It's not a six point game, right? So there's not a lot of movement. Maybe RSL moves up depending mm. on how they win that type of thing. So and then the game that closes everything out is Portland at Minnesota. That's one to watch if you're an LA galaxy fan because portland is just above the galaxy should the galaxy win and draw
2: you want to draw to that
1: right yeah well i mean listen let minnesota minnesota's above portland let minnesota run away let them go just let them run don't let let them beat portland and knock down the guy that's closest to the la galaxy that's for me i understand west coast minimum points Mm. possible type thing but for me it's about beating portland and seattle so if that's the case, then you're a Minnesota fan. If I think if you're an LA Galaxy fan, because you're, you're going to be. Wait, so
2: you've given up on top five.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I will. I will give up on top five to, to, to get into the playoffs. Yes, I think you should. Now, listen. If the Galaxy win out their last 6 games, they will probably be a top 5 yeah. team, right? It's like one of those. You're like, "Oh, right. okay. You know, you can actually do it." That's unlikely to happen. So, I think you're looking and sort of rooting for for different things as it would go. So,
2: the the, the, the turning point in the season for in, in regards to that Josh, sorry to cut you off no. there. I think that the turning is is this weekend. Yeah. Because that that team in the 4th spot is Nashville right now yep. and playing some probably the best football of the franchise's history right now. They're big history, so They are. Four consecutive wins. They're scoring goals for fun. Got a great back line. I mean, look, I mean, we were talking about, I was talking to you about this in April, and and everyone was like, oh, it's a terrible start. And, you know, they had the construction of their stadium, and they had, like, 11 games on the road. And they were looking very less than average, rather ordinary. Now they are extraordinary, and they're fulfilling their potential. And they're the Nashville that everybody was scared of in the Eastern Conference, now they've made it over, which makes that – Playoff picture much more crowded out here because you bring in a quality team like Nashville. I really highly rate this team. Um, I even think with them standing on you know forty-five points in the fourth position, I think that's almost a false liar. Right. Because a lot of those that record is you know indicated as we were talking about with the you know eleven-game road trip. Yeah, that they uh, which they perform admirably. Yeah, they did. So this team for me is. You look at the current form and you look at the way that they are rounding into form, the goals that they're scoring, the defensive stability that they've got. Um, you know They've got like three out of four clean sheets while they're banging in the goals as well. Mukhtar is on fire. This is a team right there. I put them up there with the Austins and the LAFCs personally for me. So if you can get points out of this and you just take points off of them, then yeah, I think you've done yourself a world of good, but you've also crippled the chances of them. But you still have that faintest of glimmers that, hey, maybe there is a top five, top four. I don't know. Maybe maybe my, my cup runneth over. My glass is too half full. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it, uh, maybe that's it. By the way, uh, five dollars super jab from Tim. Tim asks uh, uh, Christian, uh, what beer are you drinking? Hope hope it's an IPA. What what do you got? What do you? It got? is an IPA. There you go.
2: It is um, Firestone Union Jack. My beer of choice, and I
1: and I've got my Dr. Pepper, so we're basically the same. I can't
2: talk soccer without a beer. It's just it's who I am.
1: I understand. Uh, Aaron, by the way, gave us a ten dollars super chat. He says I give Christian a hard time on name pronunciations, and that spirit. Why does he put the emphasis on the last syllable of Kulabali instead of Kulabali, which is how I would say it? So that was his. And then he says, and for fun, can we have him pronounce all the players' names? Absolutely not. So that's that. This is be, another trap this, from Aaron Levinson. The, the, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. It is a trap. I'm not falling for it, Levinson. <laughs> okay. So, so you call it? It's Koulibaly, Bali, right? Is that how you were told to say it? Are you are you going off the pronunciation, or
2: is that because just? A, honestly, I have no idea. I was gonna say <laughs> just dude, the worst thing you I mean, can do. Bali. I mean, technically, I think the pre- French pronunciation would be Koulibaly. Bali. Right.
1: Okay. That, and that's you know, and that's that, where you're going.
2: but Sometimes that filters into my commentaries Sometimes, you know, it gets Americanized. Koulibaly is yeah. how we would probably say it, I yeah. guess, right here in America. Yeah. So, but, you know, it being around a lot, Koulibaly is, is like Johnson in, in certain parts of France, right? Right, right? So you hear a lot. And I, I remember covering a lot of the French League and you'd he, I'd hear a lot of Koulibaly, you know, I mean, even going back to the Senegalese team with their wonderful right back, Koulibaly. So, And you'd hear this French pronunciation, so it gets in your head. Yeah, it's fun to say. You kind of develop this like Brad Friedel, you know, American Liverpudlian accent kind of syndrome. That would be me. That would be me, by the way. If I go anywhere,
1: I adopt whatever accent is there. And I will, and I can't stop myself, and it's horrible. It's uh, there's something I forget. There's like some sort of um, it's like a, a mimicry thing, and we do it as a form yeah. of flattery. Of like you're trying to you're trying to fit in with them and make them feel comfortable, so that's why you do the mimic stuff, right? And uh, but if you're if you're Brad Friedel, you stay there for so long, you actually think that's how you speak. So you know that's.
2: But he, but the funny thing is, no, Brad, you talk to Brad, American to American, and he just you know goes straight into his usual you know American drawl, but then get him in front of, you know, when he was doing media, and and I don't know what he's like in in terms of a coach, but he has that little Scouse accent because he spent so much time at Liverpool, then up in uh, Lancashire at Blackburn. Right. Um, he probably has a Turkish accent too. Cause I think he was in Galatasaray for a while.
1: That would be, again, I, I cannot make fun of the man. <laughs> I, which I'd love to hear. Right. I, I will do that. If you send me anywhere, I will pick up that accent. It is not, it's probably not Josh okay.
2: Josh Turkish accent.
1: It's how, it's probably this, that's probably how I get canceled is I go somewhere and people, somebody videos me talking to somebody after I've been there for like a week and I, they'll be like, oh, look, he's trying to, look at him trying to do that accent. What is it? Is he trying to make fun of him?
2: Yeah. I think I smell a super chat.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Turkish Super Chat. Uh, I'm sure. Uh Turkish Super Chat. That's that's is that the <laughs> league they play in now? The Turkish Super Chat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, just checking. Um no, so 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 let's get a little bit into the national yes. game. I know you were you started to get there the LA Galaxy. Uh I thought it was weird, but I guess it's not weird. Uh, the Galaxy after actually left on a Thursday afternoon, which is today as we were, we were flying. So they are there. They will train AM in Nashville. Um, and then they have a 12.30 PM Pacific Coast, you know, body clock time to play Nashville. Now, uh, as we get ready for this game, coming up on Saturday, September 10th, uh, 12.30 PM and 12.50 PM kickoff time. Uh, it's Univision. It is TUDNA. It is Twitter. All right. Yeah. And if you were... If I got so many complaints from people who watched last week's game on, on TUDNA and Twitter and all that stuff that I somebody in our Discord said, I tell you one thing, when the new Apple deal comes, I will not miss watching games on Twitter. Right. And I was like, I I feel that I feel that good. But uh, that's where it is. Geodisc Park in Nashville. This is a new stadium for them. It's really nice, really gorgeous. And they pack that thing out on most occasions. Now, maybe not on this occasion, Christian. Maybe maybe they will. Maybe they're not like California people who were all sort of batting down the hatches for the hurricane. Uh, Perhaps one of the closest hurricanes to the West Coast in the last 25 years is headed in our our direction. Going to ruin weekend plans for people. How dare it rain? in the summertime here (laughs) in Southern California, how dare it rain. But if you go to Nashville, uh, 78 degrees, so that is going to be the positive outlook of this. It is not going to be that hot. The the negative outlook is that there is a 70 percent chance of rainfall during the day. It looks like it's going to rain during the game, uh, and then it's going to sort of stop maybe, and then it's going to pick up again at night. Um, so these are all the things we're sort of trying to pay attention to. Humidity is going to be high, but ch- the chance of rain at 70, and I think I saw up to a quarter of an inch of rain. It's not a small amount of rain. A quarter of an inch is a lot. So that's also something. I know that Nashville Christian has. Has been having some of those weather delays. Mm-hmm. We've been seeing that, and so I wouldn't be surprised if there's any. And it doesn't say thunderstorms, so I think that's the the good side of this. But if there is any thunderstorms, expect weather delays. Expect this game not to kick off at twelve thirty p.m. Um, so that's a that's a, a an interesting little part of this road trip. Is you're going to get the guys who who train in the sun and the heat to go and play in hopefully like mid seventies weather in the rain, uh, which might be good, might be bad.
2: I'm, I haven't figured it out yet. It's a pot- It's a potential buzzkill. Uh, is the way I would look at it here. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It's that time of year where, you know, thunderstorms start to form in that neck of the woods in the country. But, I mean, the way that the team—Nashville's one of those teams, like, unlike the Galaxy, when they play at home, they are Lions. And that's what scares me, too. So they're a team that's really heated and and made their their new ground, basically, Geodas Park, as you mentioned, the fortress that they want it to be. And that's something that the Galaxy could really take a cue from in terms of, you know, better home form um and it makes them that much more difficult to beat based upon even their great home form right now uh, regular form right now but um yeah I I, it's it is what it is right now it's you got to go out there I think you the bare minimum you got to get a point out of this game
1: it's nice I I don't think it's a must-win game I would like to see points from this game I would like to see yeah just because you need points regardless right but Overall, if the Galaxy lose this game, do I think that their playoff hopes are over? No, but it's going to make it more difficult. And if you want to make it easier on yourself, then score some points. Um, records right now for the LA Galaxy, 11, 11, and 6, 39 points. 12, 9, and 9 for Nashville, 45 points. Uh, the away record for the Galaxy, 4, 6, and 3. So I thought this was actually pretty good. In seven of their 13 games, so more than half the Galaxy have gotten a point or better, which isn't horrible, mm-hmm. um, whenever you think of a road form. Uh, Galaxy
2: travel well.
1: They, they seem to. Uh, six, four and five right now at home for Nashville. Yes, they are on a four game unbeaten streak. Three of those yeah. games came at home. One of those games was away. But when you look at it, Nashville has been a little uneven at home to at least start. Now, as Greg Vanny rightfully said on, I think on Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday after training, it was probably still in the morning uh, Wednesday was that he said, you know, they figured out sort of how to play at home. They've sort of, it seems like they had a couple bumps, and he's like playing in a new stadium, new crowd, trying to like sort of get used to that and the pressure that comes with that. Now that you have this nice new place and you were on your 11 game road trip and you did what you were supposed to do, and now you're just supposed to come home and win games, right? That was tough for them to sort of figure out. So, um, I would say not indicative overall of of where they're at, but six, four, and five for twenty three points at home for Nashville uh, mm. right now. Uh, fourth in the Western Conference versus eighth in the Western Conference, uh, eighth in the Sporter Shield for Nashville, fourteenth uh, for the LA Galaxy. Uh, we talked about it. The Galaxy are undefeated in their last five games, which is a season high for them, uh, and then season high and and club high club record four game winning streak for Nashville. Uh, they had two in their previous two seasons. They had three game winning streaks, but this is their first four game winning uh, winning streak in, in club history. So thought that was interesting. The real thing, and I think you alluded to it, Christian, uh, has been their recent form in these last four games. They have outscored opponent, opponents 14-1 to 1 in the last four games. They only yeah. allowed one goal in their last four games, which was uh, to Colorado. Uh, then that, at that point, it made it 1-1. That was Jossie Zardes, uh who schooled Walker Zimmerman. Again, we talk about defenders like, not being perfect. No defender's ever going to be perfect. Perfect. Somebody's going to get by. Jossie Zardes, dropped his shoulder on Walker Zimmerman and just ran to the near post and knocked it in. That's not something you expect to happen all the time, but it happens. Those types of Mm -hmm. things. So you see that, but with 14 goals to one in the last four games, these guys are flying high. Um, And with an MVP candidate in Hany Mukhtar, it is absolutely on. He has 11 goals in his last six games. Henny Mukhtar does. Yeah. Uh, 21 goals so far this season, 11 assists. I would imagine, and I didn't get a chance to check it, I would imagine he's the goals plus assists leader right now. 21 on one. Yeah, I
2: think he's about 6 or 7. I think he's probably banged in. I mean, in, in that 4, they've, they've won their last 4, not just unbeaten but 4. Yep. In that run, I think he's got 7 yeah. right now. So he's hitting form right when the team is hitting form, too. And it tells you how important he is to them. I think he's got a good relationship, kind of playing underneath Sapong a little bit. They can play a variety of shapes, um, you know, four two three one. They can also sit in a diamond if they need to. Um, the Mukhtar coming from that deeper role, you can play, you know, play off the shoulder of Sapong, who's that big, strong, physical center forward that can hold up play and bring others into it. And, you know, they've got, you know, movie on the right and the new kid, uh, Schaffenberg or Schaffelberg or
1: Schaffelberg has been a creator, yeah. a distributor, a finisher yep. for them. and. Yep. And I don't don't mean to step on you, but one of the things that I really saw from this and watching back a couple games just to sort of get a feel for Nashville, I haven't watched them a whole bunch. I've been hearing things, but I haven't watched Mm -hmm. them, is how quickly they counter, how quickly they get out on the run, how quickly they take advantage of mistakes that people make. Mm -hmm the Galaxy want to beat Nashville, they're going to have to have a clean game because if you make a mistake, there's a very good chance that Nashville is going to find a way to at least get a shot on goal, whether it's through Schaffelberg or whether it's through Henny Mukhtar, those types of things. And then to have Mukhtar running so hot right now, as you alluded to, the dude's making half chances, Christian. You're like, oh, that's only a half chance and he's scoring it. And you're like... Don't let him shoot. You can't let him shoot right now. Everything is going in. And when he has that much confidence, it's going to be extremely difficult to shut him down. Um, well,
2: it, this is a big game for Gaston Brugman and, and on the other side of the ball where he's been so brilliant and a great stabilizer, I think. Yeah. In front of that back four, I think he's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, I was, I've was, i been impressed with him since day one. He had a couple of off moments, I think, in his second game. But he's been brilliant. But this is going to be a game where... You're dealing with a Mukhtar in a deeper position and, and a more of a, you know, defensive responsibility for for Gaston Brugman who's such an excellent distributor. He's going to have to get stuck into him, yeah. And he's going to have to impose his will. Um, with Mukhtar, you know, probably coming from a deeper position. And we see he can play a little higher, but that that will sort itself out. But you know, we're talking about all these goals that they've banged. This is a team that's also got three clean sheets in their yeah. last four games. And if you hearken back to this Nashville of last year, that was their bread and butter. If you harken back to Gary Smith, who won the 2010 MLS Cup with the Colorado Rapids, right. that was their bread and butter. <laughs> you give yourself a chance, and you've got a good bedrock. And it's it's no mystery to it. Everybody knows the way they're going to play. They're they're not going to come out and you know try and Pep Guardiola and, and pass you off the park to death. They're nope. going to come out, grind, organized. Yeah, they're going to get beat every now and then by you know the individual brilliance, whether it be a Jossie's artist or whomever. But they're they're going to be organized. They're going to be tough to break down. I think that this is where and you have talked with this with with kevin a lot the galaxy struggle with low blocks a lot mm. everybody struggles with low blocks yes I mean, of course it's the toughest thing you do you know when someone packs the box where do you find those spaces how do you pull them apart this is this could be very well be the ultimate test of that and with them you know, so solidified at the back how are the galaxy going to find their way through and do the galaxy become a counter-attacking team which i think in my estimation, I think they're that's one of their strong suits. Yes. I mean, for me, and I think that's probably sometimes where they're actually the most dangerous, uh, especially in the pre-Ricky Poush era. Things have changed a little bit, and there's more confidence in possession right now. So, um, I'm I'm fascinated. I, I'm really interested to see how uh, Greg is going to approach this uh, from a formation standpoint, but also from you know a tactical, but you know a mentality standpoint. Are they going to come out and attack? Do they sit back? I mean, Vanny teams don't wanna sit back no. by, by nature. They wanna possess. But, you know, how did how do these approaches based upon the changes that have come in and, and then you know, recognizing the fact that this is a Nashville team that's in forms, banging goals, difficult to break down. It's huge, huge test and uh, it's gonna be fun to watch.
0: I, I
1: wrote I wrote down a whole bunch of things just watching them. One of them was that Dax McCarty can steal the still deal. Uh, yeah, he, can. he sits there in the center of the field. He gets yeah. a ball on a quick turnover and he looks and he fires and they're off to the races. I mean, and usually yep. it's one or two passes and the ball ends up in the back. And then I thought that oh, yeah. was really interesting. Um, watching Zimmerman on set pieces. You, you, if oh, if yeah. you're the LA Galaxy, you have to limit set pieces. Nashville Mm -hmm. will absolutely take advantage of them. We know that. We've seen it. Uh, Zimmerman scores all the time. He's a big body. He's tough. And if it's not him, it's Dave Romney who's in there. Listen, Romney doesn't Mm -hmm. score a bunch of goals, but they have big bodies in there. And everybody is trying to guard Zimmerman and keep him from scoring. And he still does Mm -hmm. it. So understand that has to be part of the game plan where you're sitting there going, don't give him a corner kick. Don't give him a free kick. You have to limit those choice those chances, because if you give them enough, they're going to score.
2: Well, yeah, uh-huh. you gotta be careful who you foul too and, and where you you know cognizant of those fouls around the box and that it, it, funny you bring that up josh and we we're talking about how good they are in those dead balls that's something i think the galaxy have lacked a bit this year you know i mean i think yeah. we've taken you know I mean, the top three in terms of corner kicks this year i don't think we've scored off a corner this year maybe one my recollection
1: yeah maybe one i think that's about it yeah but yeah it will you know maybe well but the problem I mean,
2: you tell it, me but, but yeah I, it, it, it's something that in terms of set piece proficiency, you've got players back there that you know like Koulibaly could can assert as well. Even with when Depew's playing, you're talking about a six foot five center forward. Or sorry, well, former center forward in yeah. college now, center back, and and then you throw in Derek Williams into the mix. Um, you you, ex- you expect you expect them
1: to be better than that,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. Just, that I think that's an element that is yet to been realized. I think that could you know suit them well, and I think that for you know we we talked about short corners earlier in the season. I've gotten away from that a little bit for me. That's a positive. <laughs> Um, I'm not a big fan of the short corners. I know it changes angles and coaches have their reasons But for me get that ball in the box wreak as much havoc as you can right second balls give you as much chance to score as possible. So um, yeah, that uh, It's just an interesting little side note that I thought was kind of interesting about this this national team That's taken that and you know, and then it's no mystery that that is one of the you know forces that they have in attack, you know, your dangerous on dead balls as opposed to, you know, also in the run of play.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can see it. By the way, Pottermas has, I think, what my favorite joke is so far on this show, uh, says, uh, Hey Christian, if the USA go metric, will you be called Christian kilometer? Um, that's a good old fashioned. yeah, I never dissonance. heard
2: that. I never heard that joke in, in geometry class or anything. I was I? gonna
1: I was gonna say that was <laughs> the one of things. But here was the other thing from from Potter and Pottermas said side to side possession doesn't win games. I agree no. up to a certain point though, right? Because the idea behind side to side possession is to unbalance. Mm. right It's not just to pass the ball side to side. That's not what you're trying to do right? You're trying to unbalance the defense, make them shift, make them shift into different positions. You're trying to move them around and get to a, an overload in a certain situation or an opening that happens in the middle of the field. So when you see the galaxy passing side to side, there's a reason behind that. Now, if it doesn't work and if a team is very good, or if you're not moving the ball quickly enough, and I always thought that Bruce used to scream this at training, which was to skip somebody, right? He would like, don't pass it to, yeah, it would usually, it was Omar. It was usually hit that. He was like, Omar, don't pass to AJ, skip it. Put it out wide to, you know, Sean Franklin or put it out to Todd Dunman. Skip somebody in order to make it move faster because that causes a bigger shift. That causes more people to move, more people to pull out into positions. And then the next ball, if you can play that quickly, is where it's supposed to be. That's the idea behind side to side passing with possession and holding it. It can get really bad if you're not doing it, though, if, if it's not but fast enough.
2: Me, but 100 percent, Josh, that is a fantastic point. And it illuminates the strength of, you know, magical Ricky Puj because some of these switches that he is hitting, not just he's getting all the limelight for these three balls. But some of these switches that he's hitting, he can hit, you know, a, a diagonal from a deep roll, you know, playing on the left side of a diamond or right side of a diamond He can hit one into the corner. I mean, a razor sharp Beckham type of, of inch perfect perfection. So I think that's something that we're, that kind of gets overlooked in all the headlines. His ability to switch the point of play, pick a pass. And then also, I mean, and Greg has also talked about his ability to be mobile in in possession, where yeah. a lot of guys that we have where they're able to play the quick pass like a, a flick and move forward. But a few guys are able to pick up, carry, and change the angle of the attack switching is part of that and I've seen that his ability to switch I mean I I knew he was a good passer I didn't know that much about Ricky Puj I mean I'd seen him play a handful of times Barcelona but his ability to, to to play those big switches especially on the move to me is something that's you know top three or four players in this league can do there yeah. aren't a lot of guys in this league that can do that and I think you're right that's a great point that you make that's how you unhinge teams and that plays into this philosophy that Greg Vanney has where he wants to pull and stretch and move and get players out. of He wants to pull these defenders out of position. That's how you go about your business.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's the big, it's the big sort of part of this, right? And, and I was watching sort of, uh, I was watching some Nashville stuff and I was looking at sort of how do you score on their back four, right? Like, where, where does it come? I watched the Giossi Zardes goal, which is actually a perfect example of how you score on Nashville, which is, you know, an angled ball sort of out to the side that at least put either, I, I don't know if it was a midfielder or, or it was an outside back, put them in behind the back line, getting behind mm-hmm. that back line because they're so good at staying connected that if you can get behind them and make them turn now you're on to something. Right. And so it's about getting guys like Julian Araujo, who I agree we sometimes see too far forward, but it's about getting them into those positions or getting whoever yeah. the right wing is into that position to be behind the back line and then firing stuff to near posts, not necessarily always looking for the cutback, please. Good Lord, please stop cutting the ball back. I love a good cutback, but you have to be able to do it when people aren't overly expecting oh. it. And it seems like that's the galaxy's go-to pass is the cutback pass. Stop it!
2: I I, I don't know. I, I I can't agree with you there because for me the responsibility is for the attacker to make that run to the post.
1: Yes, so I if agree. If you're
2: doing your job and you're bombing forward from a right back position, look, and you're pulling it back, I w- I would be imagine yourself making a seventy yard run and then making that run, beating your defender, beating your mark, and pulling it back. That is up, and that that is up to that attacker to make that run, to make that run to the near post or far. And, and, you know, let's, as good as some of the uh, Chicharito has been lately, there's been moments throughout on the balance of this season where, you know, he's had some good balls put in, and a lot of them put in by Arrow that have chances gone begging. Yes. We're not even talking about chances for Cabral <laughs> or Carl at this point, which is another old conversation. But, right. um, yeah, I mean, the cutback, I understand what you're saying. It's frustrating, but I can't fault Julian for going that because that's what you're taught as a fullback. Get to the byline, beat your man. It unhinges, it pulls people out. Um, the question is, the anticipation and the reading of that and making that run. I think that's, what's lacking right now.
1: Well, he a had a great, bit. he had a great ball. I don't think it was last game. I think it was the, the game before against mm-hmm. Toronto, right? Where he went up that line and he fired it across the goal line and nobody was there. Yep. That's the ball yep. that beats Nashville, right? Yep. Because if you're trying to cut it back, they do a good enough job of standing in the box and they usually have a midfielder who will cover that cutback position. So they're, they're disciplined with that. They're super disciplined. So how do you make them undisciplined is to get them to scramble. By the way, I don't know that I've seen a team scramble on defense as well as Nashville does either.
2: (laughs) That's a good point.
1: Right. I mean, like, you know, the emergency defending, which is, oh, God, here it goes. Everybody's everywhere. What's going to happen? And somehow those guys always come up with the ball and the ball's always getting cleared back out. And it's just like there's a mentality to them that that ball is not over the line until it's over the line and we're going to stop it from going over the line. And, uh, you know, uh, they got a great player in Dave Romney to be able to do that. That's what he that's sort of how he played. I always I always laugh. People understand he's part of one of the best defenses in major league soccer yes walker zimmerman is a major reason why they're so good but also gary smith and what he sort of taught them and then he got the right people and pieces in there to do what he wants to do incredibly difficult team to score against this is one of those games if you remember christian the galaxy beat nashville one to nothing Yep. How did they score that goal was, I believe, it was a little bit of a broken play on a turn when Chicha hit it and it bounced back behind the back line and he fit, hit like mm-hmm. a left-footed, sharp-angled cross, and it went in and it was sort of unexpected and it was towards the end of the game, right?
2: And, and, they, th- and they sat back the whole game as I remember game. and just absorbed. So, you know, don't be surprised to see them do the same. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, it's 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 <laughs> super interesting. The, ta- the chess game that's going to yeah. happen for this is probably one of the most interesting ones that I see. I really like this matchup for the Galaxy. I think that if they're yeah. going up against good teams, whenever it's a good team like this, I think they rise to the occasion usually. Yeah. Um. So you know, play through the rain, play through all that fun stuff, and and the Galaxy, I think, have a chance. I. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say the Galaxy have a chance to steal three points, and I think that ruffles people's mm. feathers somewhat. They're like, oh, well, you don't expect the Galaxy to win? I don't expect them to win, so no. Um, that would be, I think that's a little... Uh, naive. It's super naive. On the on the road to Nashville, who's a very good team to, for them to win. Now, do I think and the Galaxy... Is the
2: form they're on right now?
1: Yeah, and uh, do I think the Galaxy can absolutely get a draw out of the game? absolutely i think they can draw the game i yeah. think they can keep the unbeaten streak going it'll be at six games which will be one of the higher ones in recent history right so you do all those things i think it's really up to them about whether or not they think this is a playoff game for them um and how they sort of how they come into the mentality and how committed nashville is
2: to this particular game as well mm-hmm. um and the galaxy I'm just, I'm have a game Josh, against vancouver yeah go ahead no no i'm sorry i mean I'm just thinking, too, is this a Chase Gasper game or is this a Raheem Edwards game?
1: It's a Gasper game for me.
2: I, I agree. I agree it 100%. Could, I think so, Gasper is, yeah. obviously, we talked about his defensive attributes. Look, he's not He's not gifted with the athletic abilities that Raheem Edwards has, and he's certainly not going to give you the, the long bursting runs forward. It's good delivery. He's got it on him. I will give him that. Um, But I think in terms of a defensive standpoint, that you get more out of Gasper and, and you keep your shape a little better at the back, which I think, you know, a, a team that in the, the Galaxy defend better on a counterattack with a Chase Gasper. I mean, that that's abundantly clear. They do. They just and they, so, they just that's something that could come into play tonight this weekend yeah
1: that's just it, it is but then like if you're looking at the counter chase isn't as good at running the counter like he's a he sets the Galaxy better up to run he the counter recover. but him running the counter itself is not the bit like you'd want Raheem Edwards running the counter somebody in the chat room also said by the way that um that the you know a five-man back line might make some sense in terms of mm. and, and how you want to do that I actually think the Galaxy don't need that in this particular game I I think there's going to be enough counterattacking that comes from Nashville that you should be able to recover through
2: the midfield um, and have those guys uh, be able to suck up that space. I mean, if, if you play that, then you're talking a Koulibaly-Depew-Williams central partnership with a Rao and a Gasper-slash-Edwards uh-huh. wide you know, on the left-hand side, which is not beyond the realm of possibility. And, no. and I wouldn't put it past Greg Vanny to do that, just to kind of— keep the up op- the opposition guessing it, it's an interesting prospect i don't think it's going to happen <laughs> um, but it, it's something to think about here and we, we've seen them go with that you know and recently in the past right and it's you know and i think it's kind of a testament now that they've got the players that they can have that kind of tactical flexibility which is a great thing because they're going to need that down the stretch because there's more than one way to beat there's more than one way to beat an opponent and there's more than one way to play this game and, and get results and um, that's gonna be tested down the stretch. I think it's gonna be a four man back line and I don't think you're gonna see much difference. The only the only question mark for me is, you know, Gasper got a rest the last game. I thought he put in pretty good you know, shifts in the previous two. Um he ran out of gas a little bit, I think, against Toronto. But um, when you're talking about a, a, a team that, you know, has some of those wide players, I like movie we're talking about in in Shadow was it Shattleberg?
1: Shaffleberg.
2: Shatelberg, who is you know, so you know you don't want to leave those kind of holes in right. the back, and you don't want them to run havoc and and reap havoc with you. And then the next thing you know, you find yourself in the hole. And we know what the Galaxy are, you know, trying to come back from a goal down, on the road, away from home, where you know it hasn't exactly been exemplary.
1: Yeah, Galaxy in the last five games, by the way, have scored first in all five games. They're unbeaten in the last five games. That means something. Uh, getting an early goal yeah. for the LA Galaxy would be huge. By the way, I mean, by the way, Mike Mike Gray uh, graciously corrected me. It was Jovalich who scored against Nashville um in that nashville game so it was i was laid on wasn't it, it? Yeah. yeah yeah it
2: was um because it was a slugfest though as i remember it wasn't it,
1: it was a brutal game because it was yeah. low block from nashville from minute one and the galaxy just trying to break it down with possession yeah. and do something and it just it didn't work um and it didn't work for most of the game they kind of got a little bit lucky on a, on a bounce i think a ball mm-hmm. bounced back behind the line for jovelich to jump that was on.
2: Pre Brugman, yeah, it was. Pre Ricky, come on. I mean, Ricky saves the ball, right? In Nashville was not in the best of form, and they, all the, I mean, they just, they couldn't get out of LA quick enough in that game, as I remember. I mean, you can you could just see it right. in the way they were approaching it. And now, I mean, the, the both teams are three sixties. They're completely different than what we saw the last time.
1: Uh, let's give everybody a, a little warning here. Yellow card watch for the LA Galaxy four players. Oosh. Four players on yellow card watch. Uh Sega Koulibaly, Chase Gasper, Julian Arajo, and Raheem Edwards. It doesn't matter which which outside back you start. They're on yellow card watch. <laughs> you know, Sega's on yellow card watch. So uh so mm-hmm. one one of those guys, at least one of those guys, Christian, not gonna be playing against Vancouver. That's my that's my prediction. Because yep. the Nashville game is too important. And by the way, probably okay. This is the game where you don't worry about that. Um, and you say, it is what it is, we'll deal with Vancouver whenever we get there, and whoever we're, we lost, we lost. Um, but this is probably going to stay this way for the rest of the season as well, there's not enough games for them to start missing, uh, start getting good behavior incentives and all those types of things that sort of come back. So from what we're seeing here, uh, I would expect that you're going to miss these guys at one point down the road in these last six games. So something to look at. By the way, shout out to Gary, who gave us a $10 super chat. Gary, if you have a question, I will try to answer it down here, but you didn't put one with the chat. So we certainly appreciate you uh, uh, with that. So that was one thing. The other thing, shocking, shocking, Christian, shocking news out of the LA galaxy. They're wearing the community kit. <laughs> The community kit is being worn and I saw people going, oh my gosh, they're actually wearing the green and black, you know, the tech green and black community kit. It is happening. And they wanted to give a whole bunch of credit to the LA Galaxy finally for putting that on. And then I informed them that it's probably because Nashville is wearing yellow. Um, cause Nashville is the home team gets to pick the uniform. And so they're that, so the galaxy aren't going to pick white cause it would be a light color versus a light color and MLS tries to avoid that. So the community kit, that's, that's where it was. That's where they were going to, I love buy. it.
2: So, I love the community kit so much.
1: Community kit. It's happening. So it's great. Anyway um yeah so it, it is wait
2: josh and you don't have a graph or a stat on our record while wearing the community kit in tennessee
1: ham in tennessee it's oh 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 because this is the first time they're playing in tennessee ever that's true. so that's that's, right. that's why i i did i forgot to put that up on the uh on the board. That would Let's be a see.
2: great graph, by the way.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say zero. Um,
2: <laughs> hey, MLS has it. Thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is it. This is it for the LA Galaxy. This all-time <laughs> match is the LA Galaxy have won once, and that's it. That's 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 the entire all-time. Which is funny because a lot of times I'm like, there's been a hundred and. 50 points score, you know, scored between these two. It's like now one goal has been scored between these two ever in their two meetings. This is the first time the Galaxy play in Nashville against uh against uh Nashville SC. This is that's it.
2: So Geodis oh, Park is, is where they'll go and, and that type I of thing. I just got this bad feeling corner kick and just big Dave Romney chomping at the bit and just leaping like a salmon above everybody and powering one in. It would be, it would be gotta it, get that out of my head, right? That's what you, that's what you want.
1: I, I, I mean, listen we know that there's always a chance that former LA galaxy players come oh, and yeah. score against, uh, you know, the LA galaxy. So just remember, that's a possibility. Uh, don't, don't hate Dave Romney too much for it. He's just doing his job, you know, the whole day. And by the way, uh, I'm not one of these guys who's like, you can't celebrate against your old club either. That's not, <laughs> no, that's okay. That's, that's okay. an
2: English thing. That's I a, don't buy it. Yeah, no.
1: that doesn't work for me. So anyway, um, I think the Galaxy get a draw out of this game. I'm going to call it 2-2. Yeah. Um and I think that the Galaxy have a real chance of of getting something there. Uh You said 2-2? 2-2. Yeah. I think there's going to be the, both of these teams are capable of scoring goals. Yeah. Um, and I think we've seen that especially with with Hany Mukhtar. And listen, Mukhtar golden boot, MVP very likely for both of those right now. Um, and so, you know, absolutely wonderful player and you can try to stop him as much as you want. I still think he's going to get at least one in this game. And maybe it's Schaffelberg, uh, who seems to be always in, 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 in position somewhere, always seems to be distributing or around where he always ready to get the the rebound. So Schaffelberg probably gets the other one. And then for the galaxy, Chicharito is going to get at least one and maybe he scores both of them. So, um, that's, that's where I'm going with that's what, that's where I'll leave it.
2: I, I'm actually, that, I, you, you stole my thunder because that's exactly what I was thinking, score, draw, but I think there's goals in this game um, based upon the form that both teams are. I mean, both have scored 14 in their last four or five games. So I think it's four for, for Nashville and, and five, I believe, or four. Maybe it's four or five, I don't know, whatever. Um, Galaxy need a clean sheet, Josh. They haven't had one in seven games going back Do to the, the Atlanta victory. They need a clean sheet.
1: Do you think Nashville's the place for that? I, I agree. They needed a clean sheet. I think Vancouver's the place They're not going to
2: get
1: them. it. No. <laughs> but not gonna they're not going to happen. Uh, I would like to point out uh, the sacrifices. Just being real. I don't, I don't want to
2: be, you know, I mean, I'm an optimist to a certain extent. but Yeah, no. I mean, come on.
1: No, I get it. This is, I'm going to be, you know, normally we would talk for an hour and 20 minutes in here. I'm going to tell everybody we're wrapping up the show now and one of the reasons is that the air conditioning is not on in this room and it hasn't been on for the last hour and it's about 90 degrees in here right now i'm worried the computer's going to shut down or i'm going to pass out one of the two you're looking a little
2: apple-cheeked buddy
1: i've been you know it's been sweating dr pepper yeah i am that's probably true actually which is probably not a good thing that's probably probably something my doctor would 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 warn me against so anyway Um, that's sort of what we said. I want to get to this. Uh, that was a
2: dad joke, by the way. That was,
1: it was, it was very good. Uh, 1230 PM is your kickoff time. 1250 PM, uh, is your kickoff time. So 1230 TV time, 1250 is kickoff time. So a 20 minute lead in Univision to UDN Twitter. Twitter is where you can find the English language reminder for everybody, at least tentatively. I'm not covering this game. That means if you go to the corner of the galaxy Count galaxy podcast on Twitter, it will not be there. It's my wife's birthday weekend. Um, but depending on what happens with the weather and everything else, I might be home to actually cover it. So there were some, some plans and whether or not those plans happen or don't happen is the thing. So I would say, don't count on me being there. There's a good chance I won't be there. Um, but if for some reason I do show up, it's not cause I lied to you. It's just because the weather ruined my wife's day and I will forever hear about it.
2: So happy birthday to yeah, Mrs. G.
1: Mrs. G. She's, she's, she's very, very, uh. Very excited to be turning a year older. Let me tell you, I got to hear that. About, I got to hear all about that. So I get it. I get it. I get where. Which she's is much out. younger than you. Much younger. I I, I married up or down, depending if you're talking about age, I married down. If you're talking about you that's know, the key overall intelligence, smarts, you know, better person, oh, yeah. better looks, all that I married up. So
2: you're punching, you're basically punching above your way, which is a I good am. thing. Yeah. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm from the same school. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. it's exactly, uh, it's exactly what it is. So anyway,
1: so uh, that's what we have. Uh, and that's our show. We will come back on Monday and we'll be able to recap this and then we'll get you ready for Vancouver because Vancouver is coming up midweek next week uh, for all that stuff. So, uh, Christian, is there anything else that you want to get to? Or I'm available
2: next Thursday if you need me.
1: <laughs> I love it. Tell people where they can find you. Let's go.
2: Uh, cmilesports.com, Pac-12 Network, covering men's soccer. And, of course, you can always uh, – and women's soccer, by the way. Number one team in the country um, at lagalaxy.com. Uh, catch us on the YouTube feed for all Galaxy Radio games, just in case you can't get Joe or Kobe on the stream or on Spectrum.
1: Very good. Christian, always appreciate you filling in. Thank you so much. Uh, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at j Gessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course at Galaxy Podcasts. Corner dot com is where you can find all of our shows, all the videos, all that fun stuff is there. Go to our YouTube page, subscribe, notif- put the little notification on, thumbs up, all that fun stuff. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff as well. Please like, rate, subscribe, all that. All right. For Mr. Christian Miles, I'm Josh Guessman. You've been listening, you've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerthegalaxy.com
0: Have a great one, everybody.